Good evening. My name is Sarah Morant with the Government of Alberta, and I'll be your host tonight for this telephone town hall. Joining me this evening are Cindy Evans, Executive Director with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency, Christy Tucker with Alberta Wildfire, Commanding Officer of Alberta, Curtis Zablocki, Deputy Commissioner with the RCMP, Rob Dupree from the Insurance Bureau of Canada, Kathy Keogh from Counseling Alberta, and from Alberta Health Services, Shane Hussey, Carla McLean, and Donna Mathieu. In addition, I am supported tonight by colleagues from across many departments within the Government of Alberta, including the Departments of Health, Education, Agriculture and Irrigation, Municipal Affairs, Jobs, Economy and Northern Development, Indigenous Relations, Environment and Protected Areas, Mental Health and Addiction, and Seniors, Community and Social Services. Before we hear from our speakers, let me start by explaining how this town hall will work. Right now, Albertans who have been impacted by wildfires are connecting to this call and you will soon have a chance to ask your questions. You can get in line to ask a question right now or at any time by pressing star three on your phone and an operator will ask for your name and community. We do ask that you try to keep your questions brief this evening because there are many people participating and in order to ensure that our experts can answer as many questions as possible, I will be reading each one out loud. I would now like to welcome my colleague, Cindy Evans, Executive Director with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency to please share some opening remarks. Cindy, please go ahead. Thank you and good, good evening everyone. And thank you for joining us for tonight's telephone town hall. I hope this platform helps to get the information that you need, answers the questions that you may have, and addresses some of your concerns. Tonight, I'm joined by representatives from across the Alberta government. I'll provide a summary of support, and then I will turn it over to Christy Tucker from Alberta Wildfire to provide an update on the current wildfire status. As you may have heard today, the provincial state of emergency is expiring later this evening. Back on May 6th, in response to this year's very active wildfire season, Alberta declared a 28-day provincial state of emergency under the Emergency Management Act. A state of emergency allows for quick response to a volatile situation through the coordination of resources from various agencies and levels of government. Today, although the situation remains serious and fires continue to burn in numerous areas of the province, there has been a significant improvement in Alberta's wildfire picture. The province-wide state of emergency is set to automatically expire tonight, and it is felt that it just does not need to be extended at this time. This does not change the status of the local states of emergency, which remain in effect in various areas of the province. It does not affect the status of evacuation orders, nor does it affect the availability of services to evacuees. Let me emphasize, lifting the provincial-wide state of emergency does not change any of the support, the resourcing, or coordination in place for you who have been affected by the wildfires and your communities. Alberta will continue to monitor the situation and coordinate closely with local authorities and other agencies as part of our active ongoing response. Regarding the current situation, an evacuation order is still in effect for the areas including the Fort Chippewan Metis Nation and Athabasca Chippewan First Nation, Miccosu Cree First Nation. If you are an evacuee registered with the regional municipality and assigned accommodations, meals will be provided at your accommodation. If you are registered through Athabasca Chippewan First Nation or Miccosu Cree First Nation, please contact them directly for additional information. If you are living in areas under an evacuation order, you should register online as an evacuee. To register, visit My Alberta Emergency Registration System. Those having trouble with online access 
can call the Government of Alberta Call Centre at 310-4455, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, to register over the phone. We also ask that residents continue to follow the Regional Municipality of Wood Buffalo's website for the most current updates on the evacuation at rmb, rmwb, excuse me, .ca portchip. In other parts of the province, it is encouraging to see residents returning home. We know people who have been evacuated are eager to return home, but it's important to listen to the instructions from your local officials and wait for their official words. They will know the, the situation at the local level the best. If you are among those who are returning, please closely follow your local municipality's re-entry instructions to make sure that the process goes smoothly. Your local authority will have information on their re-entry plans on their website and social media channels once evacuation orders are lifted and it is safe for residents to return home. There is also helpful information on alberta.ca about how to re-enter safely. It is crucial to remember that many residents who are returning home may continue to be on an evacuation alert. That means residents should still have a bag packed and a plan in place for evacuating again should it be necessary. I know it's stressful to think about another potential evacuation, but it is a precaution meant to keep you and your family safe. So please remain vigilant and be prepared. Please stay informed by paying attention to trusted and verified information sources. Your continued safety is a priority for all of us. A reminder that you are eligible for an emergency evacuation payment if you have had to leave your primary residence for seven days or more due to an evacuation order. If you haven't already and are eligible, please apply for your evacuation payments as soon as possible. These payments are in place to help you and your family and are in addition to monies available through your insurance policy. Applying online at alberta.ca slash emergency is the best way to get these payments with funds sent by e-transfer within 24 hours. If you are unable to receive an e-transfer, you can also visit one of nine Alberta support offices to get a prepaid debit card. If you need additional emergency support, you can call the 310-4455 call center, which again remains open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Finally, 211 Alberta is a great resource to find a variety of mental health support. 211 Alberta is available 24-7 by phone, text and chat to refer you to resources such as barrier free and affordable or no cost counseling services and 211 alberta's phone services are available in more than 170 languages to contact them you can text info to 211 go online or dial 211 on your phone thank you thanks so much for that cindy and before we go to Christy Tucker with Alberta Wildfire, I want to remind everyone who has just joined this telephone town hall, you can get in line to ask a question right now or at any time by pressing star three on your phone. And for anyone listening online, you can simply enter a question into the online portal at any time. I would now like to welcome my colleague Christy Tucker with Alberta Wildfire to also share some opening remarks. Thank you, Sarah. There are currently 57 wildfires in the forest protection area of Alberta. So far this year, we've responded to 564 wildfires, which have burned more than 1,180,000 hectares. 15 wildfires are classified as out of control and 504 have been extinguished. That means we have put out 90% of wildfires that started this year. We've said many times over the past month what an extraordinary wildfire season this has been. Uh, warm conditions and strong winds in April hit us before the trees and vegetation had turned green at a time when we were most vulnerable to wildfire. These conditions continued for weeks, causing wildfires to spread very quickly all across the province. We have surpassed a million hectares burned. That's a milestone we haven't hit at this point ever, according to our records. 
The most area burned for an entire wildfire season was 1.3 million hectares, which was burned in 1981. So it's been more than 40 years since we've had a season like this one. We owe a significant amount of thanks to the many municipal first responders, the contractors and the visiting wildland firefighters who have worked alongside our own staff very hard. Uh, there are combined 2,600 people right now working to contain these wildfires. 85 troops from the Canadian Armed Forces were mobilized to the Fort Chippewan area today to work on the Rocky River fire there. And this wildfire remains our top priority. We saw some quiet wildfire activity for most of the day yesterday, but it did pick up later in the evening. And there was some movement on the fire in the southwest and the east, but crews have been working to prevent the spread towards the community. So the wildfire is approximately seven kilometers from the town of Fort Chippewan and 4.5 kilometers from Allison Bay. Firefighters and helicopters have been working on uh, building and reinforcing containment lines, and they've been assisted by air tankers as well. We're expecting some rain on that area over the next day or so, which should help in the fight. The change of the provincial state of emergency won't affect how we tackle this or any wildfire in the province. We're going to continue to focus on the task of bringing these wildfires under control, and we'll continue to bring in additional firefighters and resources and maintain the necessary level of staffing to meet the demand. This wildfire season is far from over, but we will be out across the province doing the work that's needed to extinguish these wildfires long after every evacuee has gone home. And there are many ways, if you still want to stay informed about the wildfire situation over the coming weeks and months, you can visit our wildfire status page for all the latest information and an interactive map. And you can also subscribe to updates from your local forest area on that page in order to get the latest details. I'd like to thank you for the many gestures of support uh, many of our firefighters have received from Albertans over the past month. It does mean a lot. And I'd like to assure you that we will continue to prioritize human life and communities as the season continues. Thanks. And thank you so much for those important opening remarks, Christy. And for those of us who have just joined this call, my name is Sarah Morant, and I'm the host for tonight's Telephone Town Hall. I'm joined tonight by many different experts to support this conversation, including Cindy Evans, Executive Director with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency, Christy Tucker with Alberta Wildfire, Curtis Zablocki, Deputy Commissioner with the RCMP, Rob Dupree with the Insurance Bureau of Canada, Kathy Kehoe from Counseling Alberta, and Shane Hussey with Alberta Health Services. In addition, I'm supported by colleagues from many different departments across the government of Alberta, including the departments of health, education, agriculture and irrigation, municipal affairs, indigenous relations, jobs, economy, and northern development, environment and protected areas, mental health and addiction, and seniors, community, and social services. Tonight, we are talking about the changing wildfire situation across Alberta. And if you have a question right now or at any time for one of those experts, you can join the conversation by pressing star three on your phone, and you will be routed to an operator who will put you in the queue to ask your question. And for everyone listening online, you can enter a question into that online portal at any time. Now, let's get started with our first question. This comes from Katrina in Edson. And Katrina says, I filed for the money online twice, and I didn't have my phone. Now the code they sent me is expired, and I have no money. What should I do? I'm agoraphobic, so I can't go to a shelter. I would like to ask my colleague Maggie Carroll with the Department of Seniors, Community and Social Services to please go ahead. Thank you, Sarah. Excellent question, Katrina. If you're in a community that has been evacuated and you do not have your identification or any means to complete the application in full, including I believe that your struggle is the telephone in order to get that code, you can call our contact center at 310 4455 
and asked to speak to the Income Support Contact Center. The staff on the line are available 24-7, and they will be able to respond to any immediate needs that you have, including food, clothing, accommodation, anything that you might have right now that you're in a financial need for. You can identify it with those staff, and we'll be happy to assess what we can help you with. In the meantime, uh, you've done the right thing by applying for the emergency evacuation payments, and I'm sorry you're having a struggle with that. If you contact that 310-4455, ask to speak to a worker about the EEP payment, and we'll have someone walk you through to determine what the problem is. If that also does not work, you can um, contact one of our Alberta support centers. The closest one, and I'm just guessing you're in the north, but the closest one would be the uh, Fort McMurray Evacuation Center or the Alberta Support Center, and we will be more than happy to help you out. Take care, Katrina. Thanks very much for that, Maggie. Our next question comes from Larry, and Larry says, if the province does not have a state of emergency, are, they still, are there still firefighting efforts? So I'll ask my colleague Cindy Evans with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency to please go ahead. Thank you for the question. Yes, there are still firefighting efforts uh, and that will continue. Um, just with the end of the provincial state of emergency, it will not change any of the Alberta government support and resourcing currently in place to support those communities that are currently threatened by the wildfire. As my colleague Chrissy had mentioned, um, there are approximately 2,600 firefighters who are currently active. Thank you very much for your questions. Thanks for that information, Cindy. And a reminder for individuals who have just joined the call, if you would like to participate in the conversation by asking a question, you can do so by pressing star three right now on your phone. The next question comes from Brad in Fort Chippewan, and Brad says, I own a business. What can I do to help in Fort Chippewan? Who do I contact? So I'll ask my colleague, Lindsay Singh, with the Department of Jobs, Economy, and Northern Development to please go ahead. Hi, Brad. Thank you for your question. We understand that uh, getting back to business and business concerns will be important for all business owners and the communities that they serve. In situations like this, insurance is the best and first line of support for a business after and during a disaster. And most business insurance policies cover fire damage. I would encourage you to speak to your insurance broker or insurance representative to determine what coverages are available to you. I would also encourage you to check out BizConnect. This government program provides wayfinding services to assist business owners in navigating services and supports that are available through the government and our partner organizations. You can reach BizConnect directly at www.alberta.ca slash biz, which is B-I-Z connect C-O-N-N-E-C-T. Or you can email us directly at biz, again, B-I-Z-C-O-N-N-E-C-T at gov.ab.ca. And one of our um, officers would be happy to help you find some answers. Our partner organization, Business Link, also provides free advice and business and referrals to business supports and can be reached at 1-800-272-9675. Thank you for your question, Brad. I hope that's helpful. Thanks very much, Lindsay. The next question comes from Warren and Warren says, now that the state of emergency is over, does it change how the RCMP support evacuated communities? So I'll ask Curtis Zablocki with the Alberta RCMP to please go ahead. Good evening and thank you for your question, Warren. Um, so the, the short answer is no. We'll, uh, even with the, uh, the change in the state of emergency for the province, the RCMP will continue to, to provide policing services community safety services uh, to your community. Um, you know, as you know, we were there, uh, you know, on evacuations, assisting with evacuations. During the evacuation, we'll continue to be present. We'll be doing patrols. We'll be making sure uh, residences and premises uh, are secure and dealing with any 
any uh, safety situations that might arise during the evacuation. And then, of course, when it's time to re-enter, uh, we'll also be there to assist uh, with the re-entry of the community when uh, when the time is appropriate and the risk has been uh, has been eliminated. So, yeah, um, short answer is uh, we'll continue to provide uh, community safety services to your community uh, even uh, after the uh, provincial state of emergency has uh, has expired. Thank you very much, Deputy Commissioner Zablocki. The next question is submitted by someone listening online, and it just says, what mental health supports are available at the EVAC Center in the RMWB? So I'll ask my colleague, Corrine Everington, with the Department of Mental Health and Addiction to please go ahead. Uh, thank you so much, Sarah. Uh, what a good question to the, to the person who's writing in and, and listening this evening. Uh, all the evacuation centers in Fort McMurray have clinical and non-clinical more support staff uh, for mental health and addiction on site. These staff can also facilitate referrals and transfers to more intensive services, such as medical detox support and services or bed-based addiction treatment. Um, additionally, referrals can, or sorry, additionally, there is a nurse uh, practitioner that is on call for all evacuation centers that can uh, provide uh, support to access medication and provide or meet the needs of uh, advanced care needs. Uh, similar support is also available to evacuees uh, staying in Fort Mackay. I hope you find this information useful. Thanks very much for that, Corrine. Our next question submitted online says, what is the status of the fire right now in Fox Lake? So I'll ask my colleague, Christy Tucker with Alberta Wildfire to please go ahead. Thanks for the question. Uh, the Pasqua fire is uh, still classified as out of control. It is 94,400 hectares in size. Uh, good progress has been made on the southwest perimeter of the fire. Uh, the fire has moved east into Wood Buffalo National Park. So work is going on there. There's structural protection in place in Fox Lake and, uh, and a water system being set up in Garden River. And we have uh, an incident management team working there, crews uh, being supported by helicopters with buckets. And uh, it hasn't seen very much rain in that area, but we are continuing to make uh, progress and um, working hard to secure uh, the areas in and around the communities there. Thanks for that, Christy. And just a reminder for anyone who has just joined the call, if you would like to ask a question to any of the experts this evening, you can do so by pressing star three on your phone, or if you're listening online, by submitting it into that online portal. The next question comes in online from Edith, and it says, if this state of emergency is now over, can the province issue a new one if the situation changes? So I'll ask my colleague, Cindy Evans, with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency to please go ahead. Thank you for the question, Edith. Declaring another uh, provincial state of emergency, if it is necessary, does remain an option if the wildfire situation worsens. Government of Alberta will continue to work closely with local authorities and monitor the situation as it evolves. There are processes in place that guide the level of response that would be needed and we've escalated our responses accordingly when the situation on the ground has made it necessary. I hope that helps answer the question. Thanks for that information, Cindy. Our next question is from Chad listening online, and Chad says, how soon can I apply for the evacuation payments? So I'll ask my colleague Maggie Carroll with the Department of Seniors, Community and Social Services to please go ahead. Thank you, Sarah. Great question, Chad. You can apply now. You can go online through alberta.ca um, account. You can go alberta.ca uh, slash verified, and you can go in and um, through the verified account, you can go in and apply for the emergency evacuation payment. You will not be entitled to the benefit until your community reaches the seven-day period. And that seven-day clock started the day of the evacuation order. So seven days from that time, you will be um, assessed for your eligibility. 
If you go online now and complete it, at the time your seven days is up, we will process your application automatically and send it out to you via an e-transfer. If you have not applied and you're unable to do so online, if you uh, go into one of your local Alberta support centers, we'll be happy to help you with the application and process that for you as soon as your seven day period is up. Thanks for the question, Chad. Thanks very much for that, Maggie. Our next question is submitted from Cody and Cody says, I heard my insurance claim could be denied if I don't file it right away. Is this true and how long do I have? So I'll ask Rob Dupree from the Insurance Bureau of Canada to please go ahead. Hi Cody and thank you for the question. This is a myth. Your insurance claim will not be denied if you don't file right away. That's just simply not true. In fact, most insurance policies you have at least a year and sometimes even longer in order to file your claim. I will encourage you if you have been evacuated or if you do have any fire or smoke damage to start that claims process right away. The sooner you start that process, the sooner that you can receive financial compensation for the damages or for your additional living expenses. Thanks for the question, Cody. Thanks very much for that, Rob. And just a reminder for individuals who have just joined into the town hall, you can ask a question to any of our experts by pressing star three on your phone. The next question comes from Paul listening online and Paul says, are the RCMP working in Fort Chip to help keep it safe? So I'll ask Curtis Zablocki with the RCMP to please go ahead. Thank you for your question, Paul. I uh, completely understand any concern that would exist uh, when a community is evacuated and, and concerns lie around you know, the safety of, of property and premises within the evacuated area. Uh, but the answer is yes, we are we are uh, working within your community to keep your community safe. And I would say fortunately uh, to date, uh, my last uh, update and report is that we have had no reports of, uh, of any crime being committed within uh, the Fort Chip community, uh, nor have we discovered any premises that uh, appear to have been uh, you know, illegally entered or, or uh, impacted in any way. Uh, uh, given the communities evacuated. So that's encouraging to see, of, of course. And, you know, I'll also add that uh, specifically in Fort Chip, we have doubled our resources, our policing resources within your community there as well too. And and uh, as I mentioned uh, to an earlier question, we'll continue to keep your community safe and uh, bring you back to a sense of normalcy when that when that time is right. So thanks again for your question. Thank you so much, Curtis. The next question comes from Shivani in Fort Chippewan, and Shivani says, if workers apply for EI, will they still qualify for the emergency funding? So I'll ask my colleague Maggie Carroll with the Department of Seniors, Community and Social Services to please go ahead. Thanks, Sarah. Great question, Shivani. Um, absolutely. If you apply for the employment insurance benefit, that's one form of financial benefit that you can access through the federal government based on your employment circumstances. So by all means, please go ahead and make that application for employment insurance. In the meantime, you can go ahead and start your application for the emergency evacuation payment online through alberta.ca slash emergency or you can visit your local Alberta Support Center and we'd be happy to assist you in person. Good luck and sorry to hear for your circumstances, Shivani. Thanks, Maggie. Our next question comes from Frank, listening online this evening. And Frank says, are there still fire bans in place? So I'll ask my colleague, Christy Tucker with Alberta Wildfire to please go ahead. Thanks for the question, Frank. Yes, um, we, we look very carefully at what conditions are, are like all across the province uh, when making decisions on uh, restricting people's activity in order to reduce the chance of, of human-caused fires. Um, so it, we do still have fire bans in place in the northern part of the province, in the high level and the Fort McMurray forest areas. And that means you can't have any kind of outdoor uh, wood fire. 
Um, if you want a little more information as to where the boundaries of the fire ban are uh, and, uh, and what exactly they entail, what you can and cannot do, I would recommend you visit albertafirebans.ca and that will give you all the information on fire bans in the forest protection area, as well as any bans that uh, municipalities or cities and towns have put on as well. Uh, we monitor the conditions on a regular basis and, and make decisions all the time um, whether we need to continue a fire ban because of an elevated fire danger. Uh, now, we, we have had a return to seasonal temperatures across much of the province, but it was up in the north where we were still seeing extreme fire danger. So that's why that ban is still in place in the north of the province, and it has been reduced to a fire restriction in many other parts of the forest protection area of Alberta. Thanks. And thank you so much, Christy, for that important information. Our next question comes from Sean, listening online, and Sean says, I'm an evacuee in Fort McMurray from Fort Chippewan, and I can't register online to receive e-transfer. Is there an office in Fort McMurray I can visit? And I'll ask my colleague Maggie Carroll with the Department of Seniors, Community and Social Services to please go ahead. Thank you, Sarah. Sean, uh, you can attend to the Alberta Provincial Building in downtown Fort McMurray. We're located at 9915 Franklin Avenue. We also have a south location set up at the Microtel um, Hotel, I believe will be established on Monday. So we'll be helping people in person there as well. But the Alberta Provincial Building, we will have staff there available to meet your needs with you. Bring your identification and whatever you have with you and we'll complete the application with you there. Thank you, Sean. And thanks so much for that information, Maggie. Um, would you know off the top of your head the hours available? There's a follow-up question from the same individual saying what time. So if you would have that information handy, please go ahead. We'll be available at both sites on Monday from 8.15 a.m. to 8 p.m. Thanks again for that, Maggie. Our next question is submitted from Andy listening online. And Andy says... Is there information about the pets who have been evacuated from Fort Chip? So I'll ask Cindy Evans with Alberta Emergency Management Agency to please go ahead. Thank you for the question. Um, for information with regards to, to pets, um, I would encourage those evacuated from Fort Chip, you can actually speak uh, to those at the reception center, at the evacuation center, at Center Fireplace in Fort McMurray. Um, the other option is as well, um, you can also speak to the Animal Rescue um, in Fort McMurray on their website as well, um, who will be able to assist you. I hope that that helps answer that. Thank you very much for that. The next question is submitted online from Carol, and Carol says, is smoke damage covered by insurance? So I'll ask Rob Dupree with the Insurance Bureau of Canada to please Go ahead. Hi, Carol. Yes, smoke and fire damage are commonly covered perils under home and tenant insurance policies. So your home policy covers smoke damage to your building as well as all of your contents. And with the tenant's policy, it does cover smoke damage to your contents. So if you've been evacuated, once you're able to return home, if you do think that you have smoke damage, I encourage you to reach out to your insurance company right away and start that claims process. It may not be as simple as wiping down your counters and vacuuming your carpet. A more intensive clean might be required depending on the severity of the smoke damage at your property. Your insurance company is there to help you. Thanks for the question, Carol. Thanks very much for that information, Rob. And just a reminder for our, our, our people that are listening on the phone, if you would like to join the conversation by asking a question, you can do so by pressing star three right now or at any time on your phone. The next question comes from Alan, who's listening online this evening. And Alan says, 
I'm evacuated from Fort Chippewan. Where do I go for help? So I'll ask my colleague Cindy Evans with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency to please go ahead. Thank you for the question, Alan. The evacuation center and in Fort McMurray, the fireplace, uh, center fireplace um, is available uh, as the evacuation reception center. Um, you may also call 310-4455 um, for additional information as well. Thank you so much, Cindy. I would like to go to the next question. It's back to Sean, who's listening online. Sean lost his connection. I will repeat the question, and then I'll ask Maggie Carroll to please go ahead to ensure that Sean has access to this important information. Sean says, I'm an evacuee in Fort McMurray from Fort Chippewan, and I can't register online to receive the e-transfer. Is there an office in Fort McMurray I can visit for help? Where is it, and what are those hours? Please go ahead, Maggie. No problem. Thanks, Sarah. Sean, sorry, we lost your call. Uh, I'll give you the information. There are two locations in Fort McMurray that you can attend to on Monday to apply for the emergency evacuation benefit. The first one is at the Alberta Provincial Building. It's downtown. It's 9915 Franklin Avenue. It's the Alberta Support Center at the Alberta Provincial Building. Or we'll also have some of our staff at the Microtel Hotel between 8.15 a.m. and 8 p.m. on that evening. In the meantime, Sean, I'm glad that you uh, called back. The other point is if you have an immediate need and have an emergency that you need some financial benefits for, you can contact 310-4455 and ask for the Income Support Contact Center. We'd be more than happy to take a look at your circumstances and to assess what your immediate needs might be. Thanks for the call, Sean. Thanks very much for that, Maggie. Our next question comes from Steve listening online and Steve says, how close is the fire to Fort Chip and has the fire grown? So I'll ask my colleague, Christy Tucker with Alberta Wildfire to please go ahead. Hi Steve, uh, thanks for the question. Uh, I know obviously a, a lot of uh, people concerned about uh, that, the, um, the distance of the fire to the community and of course to the airport, which is a, a lifeline for the community. Um, we are calling it the Rocky River Fire. So the Rocky River Fire is officially 21,955 uh, hectares. It is classified as out of control. It is currently 2.5 kilometers from the airport, 4.5 kilometers from Allison Bay, and 7 kilometers from the community of Fort Chip. So it has not uh, it moved um, significantly closer to the community. Firefighters have been working uh, very hard on that. There was growth on the fire. As you can see, the size is bigger today than it was uh, a while ago. That is largely uh, growth that was taken last, uh, last night, yesterday evening during the peak burning period, which is sort of late afternoon, early evening time. Uh, there was a movement on the fire, but it was to the southwest and the east and crews have been working very hard to prevent any spread going to the community. So um, glad to say after some movement yesterday, the fire was quieter today because there was a higher relative humidity and, and lighter winds in the area, which certainly helps uh, firefighters a lot in what they're doing. Uh, we have um, heavy equipment working on that fire, uh, 60 firefighters, uh, 13 helicopters and the structural protection uh, so we have uh, 37 people there, firefighters from the RMWB, as well as structural protection crews from Rocky Mountain House and uh, local firefighters um, working on protecting some of the buildings and structures uh, as much as they can there in the community. Uh, the structural protection on Allison Bay is complete and uh, they've been working on some ignition, which means they're um, using uh, ignition, which is uh, burning in order to remove uh, some of the fuels that the fire would be using to move closer to the community. So that's one of the tools that we use in order to try and control the, the direction and movement of the fire. Uh, so they have been using uh, that and uh, successfully the community is obviously 
the top priority there for for firefighters and um, and people working very hard uh, on that fire. As I said, it is the number one priority fire, and we are um, putting resources on that fire. As I mentioned, uh, additional troops, 85 members of the Canadian Armed Forces, um, deploying there today, and they are starting first thing in the morning on the work that they're doing on the ground, basic firefighting duties to help us um, bring that fire under control and, and extinguish hotspots. Thanks again so much for that information, Christy. And just a reminder for anyone who is listening tonight, if you want to listen to this entire town hall again for any information or share it with friends or other members in your community, this telephone town hall, alongside all of the, the ones that have been done to provide information about the ongoing wildfire efforts, are recorded and shared online at alberta.ca slash emergency. So please remember there is information there for you at all times. Her next question comes in online from Tom and Tom says, I heard on the news the Provincial Emergency Center is going down to a level three. What does this mean for the efforts? And so I'll ask my colleague Cindy Evans with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency to please go ahead. Thank you for the question, Tom. Moving to a level three means coordination will occur among a smaller number of key governments of Alberta organizations. However, again, I just really want to emphasize that the provincial government will continue its support for communities, resourcing, and coordination, and that is not going to change as a result of the provincial state of emergency ending. Thank you. And thanks so much for that, Cindy, for that important information. And just a reminder, with about 16 or 17 minutes left in tonight's town hall, there is still an opportunity to submit a question by pressing star three on your phone, right now or at any time. The next question comes in online from Harry, and Harry says, will we have to repay the evacuation payments? And so I'll ask my colleague Maggie Carroll with the Department of Seniors, Community and Social Services to please go ahead. Thank you, Sarah. Harry, the benefit is meant to meet your emergency needs during the evacuation period. As long as you've met all of the requirements and you're eligible for the program, this is a non-taxable, non-repayable benefit if you are eligible to receive that benefit. Um, so thank you for the question and um, please ensure that you do apply. Make sure that you have your identification. And again, if you are up north, you can apply at the Alberta Support Center in Fort McMurray. Um, we do have extended hours running tomorrow from 9 to 3 and again on Monday from 8.15 to 8 p.m. Thank you for your question, Harry. Thank you very much, Maggie. Our next question is from Brad, and Brad says, if I want to provide help, who should I speak with? And so I'll ask my colleague Cindy Evans with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency to please go ahead. If you are wanting to provide a financial donation, I would recommend getting in contact with the, uh, the Canadian Red Cross. You can contact them at redcross.ca. There is also a, an email address uh, with the government at emergency support offers at gov.ab.ca or any other offers of support um, that you are able to provide. Again, that is at emergency support offers at gov.ab.ca. Thank you very much for your question. Thanks very much, Cindy. Our next question is from Kyla listening online and Kyla says, Will I be eligible to receive a debit card if I don't have photo ID? Because my license is restricted at the moment, but I do have mine and my children's AHC cards on my phone. So I'll ask my colleague Maggie Carroll with the Department of Seniors, Community and Social Services to please go ahead. Thanks, Sarah. Kyla, your identification that you have on hand with your Alberta health card is going to be sufficient. Come in, the staff will ask you for any identification which you have in your possession and anything to confirm your residence is within the locations that have been evacuated. 
You can come into an Alberta Support Centre if you're in the north, uh, Fort McMurray, go to the Provincial Building at the Microtel Hotel. We will be open extended hours, as I mentioned earlier, from 8.15 to 8 p.m. starting on Monday. We're also available tomorrow, Sunday, from 9 to 3 at the Alberta Support Centre. Although you may not receive the benefit until the community has reached the seven days, by all means, take the identification that you have and we'll be happy to help you. Thank you. Thanks, Maggie. Our next question comes from Melissa and Melissa says, where can I get mental health support if I have evacuated? And so I'll ask my colleague, Corrine Everington with the Department of Mental Health and Addiction to please go ahead. Hi, Melissa. If you've been evacuated, you have options available to you to access mental health support. So first, you can access mental health support at evacuation centers. Uh, evacuation centers either have on-site uh, addiction and mental health support. Uh, as I said earlier, uh, all the evacuation sites in Fort McMurray, uh, as an example, have on-site uh, mental health supports there. Uh, with mental health professionals available uh, on site. Uh, for other information about the mental health and other social services that are available in your area, you can also call 211 or text INFO to 211, and you can do this 24 uh, hours a day, seven days a week. You can also access virtual counseling services through Counseling Alberta. And I'll just turn it over to my colleague, Kathy Kehoe, to talk more about the Counseling Alberta Supports and Services. Kathy? Thank you. So Counseling Alberta is a division of Calgary Counseling Centre, providing virtual and in some cases in-person counseling services to Albertans. This expansion of services outside of Calgary is made possible through partnerships between the Government of Alberta, Calgary Counseling, and then other community partners and it aims to address the growing needs for mental health services across the province. If you'd like to learn more about Counseling Alberta, please visit the Counseling Alberta website at counseling2lsalberta.com. The website provides information on how to register for counseling and a little bit about what to expect from the counseling experience. There is an online registration form that can be found on the website and is accessible 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If preferred, folks can call 1-833-827-4230 and an intake member with Counseling Alberta will be happy to assist individuals in the registration process. Our phone lines are open from 9 a.m to 12 p.m. and 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. We have a large, highly trained counseling team that utilizes a variety of approaches when working with clients. We're able to support folks interested in individual, couple, or family counseling. Registrations for counseling will be assigned to skilled members of the counseling team daily. A counselor will make every effort to reach out on the same day that the registration is assigned and completed. We also have same-day virtual appointments available when necessary. Thank you. And thank you so much for that important information, Kathy. Our next question is from Cynthia in Fort Chippewan. And Cynthia says, for payments, some elders here don't have debit info. Where can you go in Fort McMurray to receive these funds? And so I'll ask my colleague, Maggie Carroll, with the Department of Seniors, Community and Social Services to please go ahead. Thank you, Sarah. And thank you for the question, Cynthia. The Alberta Supports Contact Center will be open between nine and three tomorrow in, in um, Fort McMurray. We're located at the Alberta Provincial Building downtown at 9915 Franklin Avenue. You can also have the folks attend to the Microtel Hotel as of Monday at 8.15, and we can help them there. We will have staff stationed at both locations. Remember, however, until we hit the seven-day period, we're not able to issue the emergency evacuation payment. We have to hit that seven-day threshold for the eligibility to kick in. 
However, if there are an emergency financial needs that cannot be met while we're waiting to administer that payment, you can contact 310-4455 and ask through the Income Support Contact Center. That line is available 24, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and our staff would be more than happy to help address an emergency need. Otherwise, please, at 8.15 on Monday, I would attend to the Alberta Support Center or the Microtel Hotel, and we will have staff able to assist. Thank you, Cynthia. Thank you so much for the information, Maggie. Our next question comes from Tracy in Edson, and Tracy says, what is the status of the fire in Edson? And so I'll ask my colleague Christy Tucker with Alberta Wildfire to please go ahead. Good evening, Tracy. Uh, well, that fire is part of the Pembina complex, and the particular one closest to Edson is 130,762 hectares in size. It is classified as out of control, but we've seen only moderate fire behavior on that uh, fire. Uh, it is an international effort fighting this fire. We have uh, um, a Team, incident management team from the United States who's uh, transitioning with the British Columbia team um, at the moment. Uh, there are also Australia, New Zealand um, supports uh, personnel and firefighters uh, working on that. So significant work uh, happening on that, uh, on that fire. There's a construction of a bulldozer guard which is creating a, a fire break between the wildfire and the community. Um, and it's continuing along the west and east perimeters of the fire heading south. So they've had good conditions and they've continued and suppression efforts have been uh, successful because of the only moderate wildfire behavior and, uh, and because of the weather. We do have uh, uh, firefighters, 215 firefighters arriving from South Africa tonight and uh, they will be heading out to the Pembina complex uh, to assist with the firefighting effort there uh, when they're ready to go. So we've also been doing overnight scanning on the fires to find out where some of the hot spots are uh, so that firefighters can work on extinguishing those so we don't see any areas flaring up. Um, so, so good progress being made and, and good weather today. And Tracy, I would say going forward, if you would like any information on the status of that wildfire or on any uh, of the wildfires that are active uh, in the province, I would recommend you call 866-FYI-FIRE, F-Y-I-F-I-R-E, and a wildfire information officer will be able to give you an update. Thank you. Thanks so much for that important information, Christy. Our next question is from Kyla, listening online. And Kyla asks, what are the nine locations that are giving debit cards with limited ID? And so I'll ask my colleague, Maggie Carroll, with the Department of Seniors, Community and Social Services to please go ahead. Thank you, Sarah. Kyla, uh, the I, the locations are located around the province. And the important thing is we will assess in person. However, remember that you can still apply online through the verified account, so account.ca slash emergency, and you can apply without ever having to come into an office. Now, if the identification is a problem, then you're absolutely right. Coming to one of the local Alberta supports locations is ideal and we will be able to support you. Those locations are High Level, Grand Prairie, High Prairie, Westlock, White Court, Hinton, Edson, Fort McMurray, Northgate in Edmonton, Parkland and Leduc, and we have Westlands and Westlands in Calgary and Drayton Valley in the central area of the province. If you need any help at all, Kyla, or you have friends that need to access the emergency evacuation payment, you can also call 310-4455 and ask for some assistance from our staff who are happy to help. Thanks, Kyla. Thanks very much, Maggie. Our next question is submitted from Murray, listening online. And Murray says, what is a fire restriction? And is it the same as a fire ban? And so I'll ask my colleague, Christy Tucker, with Alberta Wildfire to please go ahead. 
Thanks for the question, Murray. Uh, yeah, it's an important distinction, and, and it's one that it's it's really good to know, uh, particularly if you're planning on, on going out into the woods in Alberta and you want to find out what you can and cannot do. Uh, we have different levels of a fire ban system, and, and these are different levels of restrictions that we put in place in order to help us reduce the number of human-caused wildfires. Um, on average, most of the wildfires in the province are caused by human activity. And that doesn't mean people deliberately setting wildfires. It means it could be something like people carelessly not extinguishing their, their campfires properly or uh, not being careful when they're um, riding an off-highway vehicle through dry grass uh, and it could build up and fall off and, and cause a fire. So uh, there are a few different levels of restrictions that we put in place and it depends on what the conditions are like out there. So a fire restriction is one level down from a complete fire ban, which bans wood fires on public and private lands. For during a fire restriction, you are allowed to have a safe wood campfire on private land and in a provincial campground. And that actually includes your backyard fire pit or a charcoal briquette barbecue in your backyard. So those would be allowed along with the propane or, or natural gas powered appliances under a fire restriction but you can still not have a wood fire on public land. So that means backcountry and random camping areas, it's still prohibited. And at all times you do need written permission from a forest officer in order to use fireworks or exploding targets. So uh, you can certainly find out more about the fire ban system on our website, or you can go to albertafirebans.ca and look into which areas have a fire restriction in place and what they say you can and cannot do under that restriction. Thanks for the question. Thanks, Christy. Um, this question comes from Bill listening online and Bill says, how many reception centers are open and where are they? And so I'll ask my colleague, Cindy Evans, with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency to please go ahead. Thank you very much for the question, Bill. There are currently four reception centers that are open. Um, the, the actual uh, addresses and the locations of where they are are listed on alberta.ca for the Tanita First Nation. Uh, the Fort Chippewan, and of course, that area uh, does include the Fort Chippewan, including the uh, Fort Chippewan Metis Nation, the Athabasca Chippewan First Nation, and the um, excuse me, and the Miccosukee Cree First Nation, um, and that one is in Fort McMurray. Um, there is a, another um, reception center for MDF Opportunity for Chippewan Lake, um, that is in Wabasta. And then for Sturgeon Lake Cree Nation, uh, the direction is to uh, follow the direction of your chief and council. Again, they are listed um, in order on alberta.ca slash emergency as well. I hope that helps answer that for you, Bill. Thanks, Cindy. It looks like this will be the final question for this evening, and it's submitted online from Trina, and Trina says, does everyone from my home apply for the evacuee payment or is it just me? So I'll ask my colleague Maggie Carroll from the Department of Seniors, Community and Social Services to please go ahead. Thank you, Sarah. Rena, excellent question. I'm sure others are in the same uh, situation wondering the same thing. Anyone in your home um, who is an adult can apply on one application. So Trina, assuming you and your partner would need to apply, you can make an application on behalf of you and your partner and any dependent children under the age of 18. If you have individuals in your home who are over the age of 18, they too may apply for the emergency evacuation payment on their own. If you have a dependent adult who you are the guardian for, you may apply on their behalf on your application. So there are some options there for you, but the important thing to remember is that uh, you need to be from a community that has been evacuated, and as long as you meet the eligibility criteria, we will assess your application as quickly as we can. Thank you, Trina, and take care. Thanks so much for that, Maggie. I would like to just extend a thank you to everyone who submitted a question tonight, and we do hope that you were able to find the information you were looking for through this conversation. 
If you're still looking for more information about the wildfire and about supports for evacuees, I encourage you to visit alberta.ca slash emergency or to call 310-4455. Thank you to our many experts for hosting this telephone town hall, including my colleagues from across the government of Alberta and our partners in wildfire conversations, specifically including Alberta Wildfire, the Alberta Emergency Management Agency, the Insurance Bureau of Canada, the RCMP, Alberta Health Services, and Counseling Alberta. Thank you again for joining us. Stay safe and good night.